sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the first day of this new week. It's a Monday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Monday. Only one hour left of this Monday show. It is our second hour, but still a ton to get to in this second hour. We bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time, right? here on the grid plenty more around major league baseball we'll have the odds perspective to end out this second hour with our sportsbook conciliary dave sherapan the prop perspective with tom vecchio and the daily bases with craig mish but we start with some big news around the national football league yesterday one of the most prized free agents at this point of the nfl offseason as camp begins in large part around the league this week DeAndre Hopkins has a new home. D-Hop has signed a two-year, $26 million deal with the Tennessee Titans back in the AFC South. So that two-year, $26 million deal, he is going to be playing in Nashville alongside Derrick Henry. And as of right now, Ryan Tannehill, his quarterback for the Titans. D-Hop spent the last three years in Arizona, but spent the first seven years of his now 10-year NFL career in this division playing with the Houston Texans last year for Arizona in only nine games, 64 receptions, 717 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, the story for DeAndre Hopkins the last two years after serving a six-game suspension to start last year due to violations of the NFL's PED policy and injuries in 2021, he hasn't been fully healthy, but he's been in the NFL now for a decade. So let me try to provide some perspective, if I can, on what Nuke still brings to an NFL team. Yes, he is 31 years old. I understand he is a veteran at this point, but count me a believer in DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, dependent on who is throwing him the football, Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis. Not necessarily all that exciting in my estimation, but still, DeAndre Hopkins being able to contribute offensively as the lead target now in Tennessee. Because in the first eight years of Hopkins' career, he played at least 15 games, 15 or more games in the first eight years of his NFL career. And in six of those eight years, DeAndre Hopkins had at least 1,000 165 receiving yards that is prolific an average over those first eight years of his career where he played at least 15 games of more than 1250 receiving yards per season deandre hopkins can still do it now what exactly does it mean for tennessee i am not all that optimistic about this Titans team. Still a good head coach in Mike Vrabel, a new general manager in Rand Carthen. The quarterback position is worrisome. Derrick Henry is certainly on the tail end of his career, but still possesses a ton of potential. And DeAndre Hopkins is now added to this offensive side. The Titans win total, however, though, the odds not all that optimistic either. 
seven and a half. The under has the slight bit of juice. Tennessee in a competitive AFC is not favored to make the postseason. It's a plus 225 price and a long number to win a conference championship in the AFC this year, 45 to one. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after, live right here on this Monday, Sirius XM, channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. Some news around the National Football League as rookies and players start to show up to training camp this week in the NFL. The offseason quickly turning into camp and the preseason. But to end out this offseason, big news yesterday around the National Football League. DeAndre Hopkins has signed a two-year, $26 million deal with the Titans. Now, I may believe in Nuke. It does not necessarily mean that I believe in Tennessee. In the odds, again, not all that optimistic on the evaluation of the Titans this year. We look at the AFC South. The Jaguars are an odds-on favorite at minus 155. Tennessee's price slightly better than it was prior to the DeAndre Hopkins signing at plus 310. Now, the Jaguars still a heavy favorite, and the Jags had a great year last year, winning their final five games of the regular season, spurned on by Trevor Lawrence in his second year, with a ton of offensive pieces at his disposal, including Evan Ingram, a career year for the tight end. He was placed in the franchise tag earlier this offseason, but signs a long-term extension, three years, 41.25 5 million 24 of that guaranteed to remain in Jacksonville again Ingram coming off a career year for the Jags 73 receptions 766 receiving yards both career bests for Ingram in Jacksonville following the first few years of his career in New York the Giants have a tag question to answer as well Saquon Barkley placed under the franchise tag earlier this offseason set to make more than 10 million dollars this year and that deadline for signing that long-term extension for a player placed under the tag is this afternoon at 4 p.m eastern time what does it mean for a giants team that was a playoff team last year well they are not favored in the NFC to make the playoffs this year. It's the same win total now for New York as it was entering last year. It's seven and a half. The Daily Basis up next on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Daily basis live on this Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159 all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm Ben Stevens. Craig Mish here as well. Bright and early on this Monday on the morning after. Our Major League Baseball insider on the grid and of course the host of Newswire starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Craig, how was your first weekend or the second half of this Major League Baseball season following the All-Star break? Yeah, interesting to watch the games this weekend. You know, certainly, you know, watching a lot of baseball, uh, seeing Arizona get swept out of the break, seeing Miami get swept out of the break, seeing Baltimore really starting to take the next step like we've talked about, Ben. So definitely a couple of teams maybe going in one direction and maybe another with the other teams. We will see. We're going to find out, I think, really soon 
decisions are going to have to be made. I'm looking at the calendar. It says July 17th, two yeah. weeks away from the trade deadline. Two weeks away, 15 days until August 1st in the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Another sweep this weekend in Cincinnati. Milwaukee going to Cincy, taking all three from the Reds, and now the Brew Crew hold a two-game lead for the top spot in the National League Central. Craig, how significant was this weekend series between the Brewers and the Reds? Well, I finally got something right, I feel like, all season. No, I'm just kidding. No, but this was, you know, look, I, I think Milwaukee's better than Cincinnati, Ben. I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. The Reds, look, you, you give them a ton of credit for what they're doing. They're calling up another prospect today, Christian and Cardinal Schoen Strand, so he's going to get to play alongside Ellie De La Cruz. Reds have been a great story this season, but, you know, I, I kind of, I'm just shocked as to how well they have played and just so far above what I thought they were going to do. I think the Reds probably did not think that they would be in the position that they are right now. So my guess is Milwaukee at this point forward sort of takes control of the division. Reds should stay in it, but I just don't know what they're yeah. going to do here, Ben, at the trade deadline. Are they a team that's really going to get aggressive and trade prospects to potentially try and catch Milwaukee? I don't know that they will, but still give them a lot of credit for the season they are having. They're not done by any means, by the way. They're still right in it, but Brewers are very much division and regular season battle-tested, and I would expect them to take the division in the end. The Brewers do do some weird things at times, like we saw last year trading away Josh Hader ahead of the Major League Baseball trade deadline. But again, they have a two-game lead now for the National League Central. Not just this past weekend, but the weekend entering the All-Star break. The Brewers have won five of the last six against Cincinnati. Now why they hold that two-game lead in the Central. So, Craig, does it surprise you then to see the odds in the NL Central on the FanDuel Sportsbook? Because the Brewers booked as a minus-160 favorite since he second best price at two to one entering the weekend Craig it was the Brewers an even money favorite at plus yeah. 100. Yeah and, and that's a great point Ben because I think that was the last chance to get the Brewers at that price and that's a major shift by the way based off a few games and I think understanding yeah. the fact too is that if if this is the way it's going to go down in the second half of the season and I know these these two teams I still think play six more times I mean the Reds at some point are going to have to beat Milwaukee and show that they can thus far maybe not going the way that they would have wanted to go but we'll see what happens and still as you mentioned Ben really good point too they did trade Josh Hader last year a lot of the players in that clubhouse after the season said that that sort of ruined the morale going into the postseason and going into the end of the season last year so maybe this time around Milwaukee will keep everybody going into the second half uh, we will see in two weeks we will see about 65 70 games left still in this major league baseball season a lot to determine but craig right now the hottest team in the bigs the baltimore orioles they sweep the miami marlins this weekend following the all-star break eight consecutive wins for the o's the second best record in the american league but only trailing the rays now by a single game the dodgers had that second best record in the national league these two craig face off today at camden yards with the o's at actually booked as a slight home favorite against Los Angeles. Craig, how do you preview this matchup in Baltimore this evening? Yeah, Grayson Rodriguez is back for Baltimore, and, and we'll see what he can offer. I know he is arguably the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball, so I expect him probably to be better this time around than he was the last time around. Look, the Dodgers are really good. It wouldn't surprise anybody if the Dodgers go into Baltimore and win a couple of games here. But as we've talked about throughout the season, I really think Baltimore 
is in a great position right now. They're very close, I think, to potentially not just making the postseason but going very far. Winning division may be tough. They're going to have to beat Tampa Bay in those head-to-head matchups as well. But, Ben, if, if they acquire a starting pitcher or two at the deadline, and we saw the way that Kyle Bradish pitched yesterday, they really yeah. could fight throughout all of October. The, the deal, Ben, if they have a lead late in the game and they go to Cano and Bautista in the eighth inning and ninth inning, I mean, these are the two best relievers in baseball this season, and they're both on the same team. So this has a chance to be a special year for the Orioles. The Orioles looking to make the postseason for the first time in seven years, dating back to 2016. A six-game lead, Craig. That's what Baltimore has for the top wildcard spot in the American League. But what stands out to me, you mentioned it, the O's are going to have to knock off the Tampa Bay Rays following Tampa's historic start to this year. But they're only a game back at this moment of the Rays. And yet Tampa's booked as a greater than $3 favorite to win the American League East minus 330. Craig, do those odds make sense to you? No, it really doesn't, but I, I guess they're just going to go off the fact that you know what Tampa is going to do at the deadline, Ben. Yeah. They're going to add and add some major pieces. It may be only players that they'll pay this year, but the Rays are going to go for it. They're not going to be shy about it, and I think that's probably the hesitation with the Orioles is because even last year at this time, Ben, they were like the Reds. You looked at them and said, ah, you know, are they going to do anything? And they really didn't push the pedal down. In fact, they traded a few pieces, including Trey Mancini last year. So yeah. until the Orioles decide to push it down, if this is the same team that they're going to have on August the 1st and they have right now, I probably would take Tampa Bay to win the division. Uh, Orioles do need to make the move. But, man, if they were to end up with some frontline pitcher, uh, this I mean, look, let's be honest. You're not going to get plus 400 on Baltimore if they make some significant deal on the first. So that's what you're betting on here. And now the O's tied for the fourth best price to win the American League at 9-1. to At least the odds look a little bit better for Baltimore in that category. The Rays on the road today in Texas, a big one against the Rangers. Shane McClanahan back on the bump for Tampa Bay, and the Rays, Craig, booked as a slight road money line favorite in Texas, minus 118. McClanahan was bounced from his second most recent start back on June 22nd with some back tightness against Kansas City came back a few days later got roughed up against Seattle four earned in only three innings Craig what do you expect out of McClanahan today in Texas well he's not going to throw 120 pitches we know that so you're looking trying to predict what could happen like let's say in the first five of this game but the good news for this is that even though the ballpark in Arlington has led to a lot of runs. You have two really good bullpens, teams that are doing a good job. Obviously, Texas added Chapman a couple of weeks ago, too. So that total does look high to me at eight and a half. So that would be the way that I would look at this game here. Even if McClanahan only goes five or maybe even six at the most, you know, two, two game. If I close my eyes and dream in the sixth, seventh inning. And typically speaking, these are not bullpens that implode. So uh, I'd, I'd look a little toward a low scoring game tonight in Arlington. The Rangers did sweep the Guardians in their first series after the All-Star break. Texas, a three-game lead in the American League West. Tampa still has the best record in the AL at this moment as we look at these two teams and their prospects for the rest of this year. All right, Craig, back to the DFS slate that we have on this Monday. What grabs your attention? Yeah, we're going to go tonight. A very easy one, actually, on the pitching side. Logan Gilbert, I don't believe, has given up a run in, like, three weeks so so we're going to just throw him out there tonight 
I think Logan Webb is actually the highest priced pitcher for uh, San Francisco because mm-hmm. they're playing unbelievable. They're on this great winning streak. But uh, we'll go Logan Webb tonight and uh, Mookie Betts with a really nice matchup. Looks like Betts is getting hot once again at the right time. And and, and look, I like Grayson Rodriguez, but we got to call it what it is. This is a good matchup for Betts. Logan Gilbert and the M's, a slight home favorite today against Sonny Gray and the Twins. The total in that really good pitching duel reflects it. Seven and a half. Craig Mish, we appreciate your time as always. More for the prop perspective around MLB up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back live right here on this Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens. Now you get the prop perspective for your Monday slate in MLB with Tom Vecchio from FanDuel joining us live right here on the morning after. The home run prop king is back. Vecchio, thank you for joining us on this Monday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really interesting time in baseball, and I think there are some interesting futures we can look at. You know, trade deadline right around the corner. I'm ready to go. We are ready to go as well, Vecchio. I hope you had a better weekend than both the Yankees on the road in Colorado and the Angels at home in Anaheim against the Astros. Shohei Otani hit his 34th home run of the year last night to lead all of Major League Baseball. But, of course, it comes in a losing effort. In fact, the Angels have lost seven of their last eight. And even the Yanks, Vecchio, they dropped the weekend set against one of the worst teams in the National League, the Colorado Rockies, in Coors Field. So both looking for better tonight in Anaheim, where the Halos are a slight money line favorite, and the total is nine. Tom Vecchio, what is the approach for this matchup tonight? Well, the approach for this matchup tonight is is probably no amount of consistency from the starting pitching. Uh, Severino has not been good. Griffin Canning is okay. Like, he's not a pitcher I'm overly worried about. But also, at the same time, we haven't seen a tremendous amount from the Yankees' offense. Yes, they did put up a bunch of runs, but that was at Coors Field over the past few games. So, uh, it's a coin flip game. You want to go to uh, the over just because the pitching is kind of bad on both sides. I wouldn't be surprised to see a ton of runs. But, you know, picking a winner here, I think, is super tough. Yeah, it might be very, very difficult. And the question for the Angels is trying to find some faith, some confidence to maybe just maybe turn things around. Does it mean they're going to find a playoff spot, Vecchio? That's a different question. But just start winning games. Hopefully, they've dropped 15 of their last 20, 7 of 8. And, of course, they have lost 2 of 3 entering the second half of the season. So, Vecchio, I think the question then becomes, if the Angels continue to slide, they're two games below 500 at this moment, six games out of a wild card spot in the American League, does that mean Shohei Otani is on the move? So, Vecchio, is Shohei Otani on the move prior to the Major League Baseball trade deadline 15 days away? Ultimately, I think so. We have, you know, seen this question or this scenario pop up over the last few years, and I, I think it's pretty clear that Otani has said that he wants to win and wants to be in a situation where he can win and can strive towards a World Series. And ultimately, I don't think that is with the Angels. And you know, we had this discussion, or I had this discuss- discussion last week with Davis about like what happens to the AL MVP market, and I think that is really interesting mm. to dive into. 
because now the Angels, Vecchio, 11 to 1 with some updated playoff odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, plus 1,100 to be a postseason team in the American League. The question has never become or been about Shohei Otani's individual skill because he's still a minus 750 favorite, Vecchio, to win the American League MVP at this moment. But what becomes of this market, as you and Davis discussed last week, as we have discussed in large part, what becomes of this market if Otani is in fact traded by the Halos? Right. And, you know, I looked into some of the actual MVP voting criteria, what the voters have to account for. And there's nothing about minimum games played in a league. So if he gets traded, as I said last week, to the Mets, the Dodgers, the Padres, some NL team, he could win the NL MVP just because he ends the season with that team. There's no requirement on games played. So I think objectively, just the value that lies with Corey Seager or Wanda Franco, the two players I took a position on last week, yeah. The market would be thrown into disarray if Otani ends up with an NL team. So just from a value perspective and trying to gain as much value as possible, it has to be at least in the conversation to consider some of these players. Vecchio, here in New York State, for whatever reason, you can't bet individual award races in MLB. But when I was last in New Jersey, because I had a plus money price on Shohei Otani to win the American League MVP before he flipped to minus money, and now obviously the odds have grown to minus 750, there was a market, Shohei Otani versus the field. Any other player wins American League MVP, right now that's plus 460. I also took a position there just in case Otani is traded to a National League team in a way from Anaheim. In the American League Cy Young race, very interesting odds developments as well. Shane McClanahan for Tampa Bay, Vecchio, was the favorite and the front runner for most of this year. But his last two starts have not been good. There's been some injury concerns around McClanahan's back as well. He was placed on the IL before the All-Star break. I think Tampa Bay saying, all right, let's give McClanahan some rest. We'll bring him back in the second half. Well, here is Shane starting today for Tampa Bay. The Rays on the road taking on the Rangers. Vecchio, how do you look at the props for a guy that is returning from some injury concerns in his first start after a stint on the IL? Well, the issue here is that he didn't make any minor league rehab starts, so it's not like he has an updated pitch count. And, you know, the, combined with the all-star break and all this time off, it's a little bit uncertain. Ultimately, I still like under five and a half strikeouts tonight. You know, Texas, they're an awesome offense. They're also striking out the fifth lowest rate versus left-handed pitching. So even if McClanahan was fully healthy, it's like it's not the ideal matchup for him going up against his offense that doesn't strike out a lot, not to mention the fact that he was under 70 pitches in back-to-back -back starts prior to him being on the IL. So, you know, I was super high on McClanahan. I had a future, on, I have a future on him to lead the league in strikeouts, which is basically dead at this point. So I'm super high on just his skill set, but this is not the matchup for him, especially coming back, you know, with what Tampa Bay does with their pitching, like they're not going to push him out there for 110 pitches when they're trying to fight for a division title with the Orioles right on their back. So if he's limited, they're probably just going to keep him like pretty easy because they know they have more important games in August and September.
Shane McClanahan under five and a half Ks. We'll get to the other prop for the Giants who are on a five-game win streak in just a moment. But speaking of five, it is five to one plus 500 for McClanahan now with the fourth best price to win the American League Cy Young Award. Garrett Cole is now the favorite at plus 220. Framber Valdez for Houston has the second best price. And Kevin Gosman, who has been very good for Toronto, the third best number. The Texas Rangers have the third best record in the American League at this moment Tom Vecchio a 55 and 39 mark the Rays still the best record in the American League 60 and 36 but now only a one game differential in front of the Baltimore Orioles the O's Vecchio host the Los Angeles Dodgers today Baltimore the second best record in the AL the Dodgers the second best record in the NL and get ready for this Baltimore is the home favorite now on the money line with the odds changing for tonight's contest as they host LA Vecchio just how fun is this game going to be tonight at Camden I think this is an awesome series. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez is expected to make his return for the Orioles. I have to say that I'm already on the Dodgers. I got him at even money. I am thrilled to be betting on the Dodgers at even money. Uh, the Orioles yeah. have won eight in a row. This is a, a law of averages. Uh, uh, they're just due for a loss. The Dodgers are a great team. It's not if, you know, the, the Orioles could have won one game in a row, lost one game in a row. I'm taking the Dodgers at even money basically any time I can get them. So I love this matchup. We're going to see some really awesome offense, I think, over the next few days in this series. It's super hot in Baltimore. We should see the ball flying tonight. Baltimore was booked as a favorite 48 times in the first half of this Major League Baseball season before the All-Star break. A favorite at least twice in their series against Miami. This will be their third time as a favorite on the other side. The O's, Vecchio, were only booked as a favorite 32 times all of last year in Major League Baseball. The Dodgers, though, always booked as a favorite except tonight, so it makes sense that Vecchio is backing them on the money line. But a heavy favorite is L.A. right now in the National League West, a division they have dominated a crown in 10 of the last 11 seasons. Greater than a $4 favorite right now, Vecchio, at minus 410 has LA despite only having a game and a half league locked up this division I wouldn't say they've locked it up I just have uh, you know some concerns when it comes to a team like Arizona and their pitching like they need to make some moves hmm. to ensure their pitching like they have a great offense they have a lot of young talent all these sorts of things but you know LA is just a little bit deeper so I'll continue to take them you know Arizona if they go out and make a move at the trade deadline and pick up another pitcher that I'll be super interested yeah. in and obviously the Giants are on fire right now and they have a great matchup tonight the D-backs have lost four straight, eight of their last ten. It's why they are on a slide in the divisional standings, not even in second anymore. That all, That is the San Francisco Giants. Vecchio, San Francisco has won five consecutive games. They head to Cincinnati to take on a reeling Reds team that has dropped four straight, including being swept by the Brewers this weekend so what trend continues tonight Vecchio the Giants making it six consecutive wins or the Reds dropping another one at home uh the trend that will continue will be the offense tonight for this mm. game Great American Ballpark aka the Great American Small Park is literally the second best offensive park behind Coors Field it is phenomenal for hitting I absolutely love Wilmer Flores, two-plus total bases tonight, minus 105. Uh, Giants have a 5.43 implied run total. It's awesome. Brandon Williamson on the mound 
for the Reds is simply not a good pitcher. I'm a 486 slugging to righties, a 17.8% strikeout rate is below the league average, a 9.8% walk rate is above the league average, and a 44% fly ball rate in the second best hitters park in the league is not a good situation. So give me a lot of offense tonight. Yeah, I expect the Reds to bounce back at a certain point, uh, but we're going to see some scoring between here and between Baltimore this evening. Nine and a half is the total tonight in Cincinnati. The Giants are a minus 152 road money line favorite. It's the greatest price on the money line all around the bigs tonight in Major League Baseball. I said what trend continues? The Giants continuing to win or the Reds continuing to lose? I meant Cincinnati bouncing back, but hey, you get the gist of the idea. Tom Vecchio breaking it down from that prop perspective all around MLB tonight. Tom, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We appreciate your time as always. Now the odds and the advice from the Sportsbook Conciliary next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The odds and the advice live right here on this Monday morning on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159 all across the Spiz Grizz Network at SportsGrid. And this is Dave Sharapan. He is our sportsbook conciliary. There are always three things. You know when Dave comes on to any program here on the grid, it's going to be nighttime in Pittsburgh. He is going to be live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and he is going to be wearing the fashionable lid of a certain sports franchise around the landscape. Today, it's a Dodgers getup. And Sharapan, I agree with you because one of the most fun slates or games on the slate and maybe series this week is Baltimore and L.A. in yes. Baltimore at Camden Yard. So, Sharapan, we appreciate you bringing that enthusiasm on this Monday on TMA. Uh, you're right. There's just um, just coming off the weekend, and I can't remember. Who did the Dodgers play this weekend? Who, who was it? The Mets. I can't remember. The Mets. That's right. Yeah. And the yeah. Dodgers won two of three, right? I think they won two of three. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of things are happening out west with the Dodgers, but a lot of things aren't happening back east with the Mets. So that's why I wore it. I just wanted to make sure the Mets fans paying attention. In case they didn't see them on the way out, we get to talk about it on Monday morning as well. Well, Sharapan, I think you also knew what the rundown was going to look like, put together by our associate producer, Joe Frizo, because leading off this segment, it is the Mets and the Dodgers and the walk-off finale for the Amazons. Finally able to eke across a win, snapping a four-game slid and not being swept by the Dodgers in this series. Luis Guillorme, an RBI double in extras, and the Mets walk it off in 10 innings, 2-1. to one. So, Sharapan, snapping a four-game skid, but the Mets are still seven games below 500. Sharapan, as this second half continues on, when do you think the odds reflect these teams? Is it only in the future prices, or will it be on a day-to-day basis in Major League Baseball? That's a, it's a funny thing, because teams like them and teams like the Padres and teams that have a, uh, a following or a public team, just the, they're still favored yeah. in game-to-game situations because it's based on yeah. individual matchups. Future markets, it should have been a month ago for the most part. Yeah. 
The, it's a numbers game. It's a it's a math problem. The Mets have a long, long way to go to just long be way. back in the mix. So you'll see the odds start to be reflected now as we get closer to football. Um, you got to go get that future money in the baseball. So, you know, there's a lot of media days in college coming up. There's the, the NFL training yeah. camps are short time away. The Jets are going to yeah. be on hard knocks. We're going to forget about baseball yeah. futures. So you got to go get that baseball future money right now. It's a good point too, Sheriff Pam, because we see the odds reflected in teams like the Padres, who are eight games back of a playoff spot, six games below 500. San Diego is now 25 to one. The Mets even longer. Add on 15 bucks plus 4,000. New York is eight and a half games back of a wild card spot, and they are seven games below 500. Sheriff Pam, at the top of the board, it's the Braves and the Dodgers. They have been battling it out for the favored spot all year long, and now Atlanta and LA, the two best records in the National League how do you evaluate the top of the National League pennant odds well those two are far and away above and beyond every team in the league and the odds will yep. tell you that now trying to go get that money on other teams is a challenge for the book because one who's going to beat either one of them on the way to them in the you know NL pennant clash and NL championship. That's where it's, that's where it's headed. But yeah. you got to catch a team where they go and win three in a row, four in a row. The Phillies were there, the Padres this weekend. That was the time maybe to, that's why that, that Phillies price is a little bit lower. Watch the numbers on the yeah. Brewers move. Watch the numbers on the Marlins move with a really good um, week or two. You know, the, the Brewers are coming off a really good series against the Reds. So their number will start to come down. So it's uh, it's a fun time right now to try. You know, the two weeks before the trade deadline, you'll see a lot of fluidity in in, in these in these markets, both the pennant and the World Series. Yep. Because, you know, I've heard the Shohei's getting traded. I don't know where. Oh, but I've heard he's getting traded. That's going to set up everything. Well, let's talk about that. First, we talk about Philadelphia, a 10-to-1 price on the Phils, who took the final three games, including a doubleheader against the Padres on Saturday in their weekend series. Philly, 26-10 since June 2nd, when they were seven games below 500. The pennant winners of a season ago, trending in a positive direction. Still a half game out of a wild card spot, but the third best price at 10-to-1. Now... To the Angels, the other L.A. team that wears red, not blue, in Los Angeles. Sherpin, let's start with the Halos before what it means for Shohei Otani. Is there any confidence, any bit of faith in your mind that L.A. can turn it around and at least get a winning record to maybe give a slimmer of optimism they can make it into the postseason? No. It's it, it it doesn't look good. It's it just it's the lineup. It was a crazy weekend while everybody was back sleeping back east. They were playing Houston in the middle of the night and scoring you know yep. thirteen to twelve nine eight games. I don't think so. Um, I I don't know where he's gonna go, but I think they're gonna have to do something. And if they do something, then it's over, right? The the, the, the Angel yeah. season is over. So winning 10 in a row right now, starting with the Yankees series this today, mm. in the next three days, it's a big, it's a big week. 
All right, they got the Yankees and then the Pirates at home. So it's a it's a seven yeah. day. They got to win five or six of these games for the Angels season to remain relevant for the Angels and not for whoever gets Otani. It's a really good point because that's the next wrinkle, right? And Shohei Otani, Dave Sharapan, is booked as a minus 750 favorite to win the American League MVP. Let's call a spade a spade. If Otani stays in the American League, either with the Angels or another club, he's going to win the MVP award. But if he is dealt, Dave, to the National League, then this entire market goes haywire. Have you ever seen anything like this where one individual in which team he plays for, Sharapan, affects the odds this much? No, this is the fact that he could go to the National League and mess up the entire market is reason number five million. Why I'm glad I'm not in a book managing a risk room right now or, or trying to come yeah. up with these yeah. numbers because I would be looking, not saying people are, but there are, looking at yeah. anyone else on this screen that Freeze put together for the MVP odds because. If by chance he goes to the National League halfway through the season, can he still win the MVP award in the American League? I don't think so. So so now 20 to 1, 35 to 1, all these numbers come into play. And I don't know. Do you give it to the best player on the best team? A Rosarena? Franco? Give it to one of those guys that have the best on the team with the best record. That would be interesting, but uh, it's it's a fun it's a fun discussion until he gets traded. It's meaningless, yeah. and the odds tell you that it's his award. Right, no one's beating him. All he has to do is stay healthy the rest of the season, and he wins the American League MVP. Listen, the FanDuel Sportsbook is making it very, very simple for you betters out there if you think Otani is traded to the NL or you want to cover your tush like myself if you bet Otani to win the American League MVP. Shohei versus the field. Any other player. You don't have to pick Randy Rosarena or Wander Franco or Marcus Simeon or Corey Seager. Whoever wins it, you can just take the field for plus 460. Good value there if need be. So, Sharapan, you mentioned you're happy you're not in the risk room having to deal with this potential scenario 15 days from now ahead of August 1st for the Major League Baseball trade deadline. But do you think your former colleagues and your friends around the desert and in any risk room out there have a contingency plan if Otani is traded to a National League team? Oh, well, there's... I mean, you're going to have to put him in that market, are you not? I mean, if he right. goes over to the National League and hits 30 bombs, breaks Judge's record, and he's on a National League team, can he win it there? I don't know. I think that's the discussion right now. You have to you have to be ready to to move him out of there and adjust all the numbers immediately in the American League. So, yeah, well, good, I, a, yeah. A, a good discussion. I don't know if it's even remotely close to ever happen. I, I guess today would be one of those days where if we were at work, we'd have to find this out if this is even possible. Let's have a fun thought exercise here. Ronald Acuna yes. Jr. is a heavy favorite to win the National League MVP at minus 420. Mookie Betts for your Dodgers, at least on your lid. The second best price at 6-1. to one. Freddie Freeman, the third best number, 16-1. to one. If Shohei Otani is traded to the National League, Sherapan, what do you think that price might look like to win the MVP award? Well, again, you have to go over the voting rules and like would guys actually right. vote him yeah. the National League MVP 
over Acuna because he is the MVP. As much I would right. argue, and I've done this now for a couple of weeks, I would argue his price should be the same or higher in the National League that Shohei's is in the American League. Acuna is the MVP. Yeah. He's the best player no, on the best team, and he has delivered. It's his award to lose. The only way he's losing is if he gets hurt. The Dodgers will split the votes. I mean, Mookie has earned it to be in the second choice, and I could agree with you know those statements. But when you look at the numbers, Freeman could garner some votes too. So they'll split it. Yeah. Where do you put Otani in that mix? That's a heated discussion. We we're going to have to really, you know, I got to ask Freeze. I got to ask Shames. I got to ask you. We'll number. sit down over lunch, and we'll go over it and over it, and we still can't agree to it because he may not be able to win it. That's the other thing. So Tom Vecchio, who was here right before you, Sheriff Penn, said that he was doing a little bit of back work, right? And looking at some of the research and maybe some of the loopholes in the MVP award races, to his knowledge, and baseball's a weird sport, but to his knowledge, there is not a game's minimum that you must play to win an MVP award in either league. I'm going to say this right now. Tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if I have no future as an odds maker. I'm going to say they would put the number 10 to 1 for Otani to win National League MVP if he is traded on August 1st. We'll take some we'll take some bets on it, that's for sure. That's we'll a take good number. Bets. I mean, if you take some if, Thank you. If we're if our goal is to take bets and and it, uh we're we're a risk, you know, uh we're welcoming a little bit of risk. 10 to 1 is good because people will bet it. That's good. All right, Chair Pan, one final question for you. In Las yes. Vegas, Nevada tonight, where you live, at 4505 South Maryland Parkway, 89514, the zip code. It's the yes. Summer League Final between the Rockets and the yes. Cavs. Cleveland booked as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Any thoughts on the Summer League finale? Oh, absolutely. We got to watch both of those games yesterday, both the Cavs and the Rockets yeah. game. My daughters and I... And uh, we, we were making numbers right on the spot. We watched both of them. Oh. They had they had the Cavs um, a little bit of a bigger underdog in the game. And I was surprised. Cavs an so, underdog? Yeah. Houston's going to win. Houston's, Houston's, Houston's going to win that game tonight. Wow. They've, they've been playing better the together. Line. Yeah. The line working to Cleveland. The Kinsigs, the underdog. You heard it here for World TMA next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid, rounding out our two hours together on this Monday on TMA. Sirius XM, Channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network, and that now includes the new SportsGrid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app, now available for download at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code on your screen, and soon that QR code might not just take you to the Apple App Store, but for your 
your Android mobile phone as well. Everything you need. All of our insight in one place. Five-star plays to give you best bets. More than each and every one of our valued guests and experts gave you today in Major League Baseball. But I'm going to the Summer League Final at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. We gave you the exact address if you want to Google Earth it and find out how the floor looks tonight in Las Vegas. It's the Rockets and the Cavs with a title on the line. So before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it is time for Bye Bye Bye. Now, Dave Sharapan was in attendance yesterday watching the Rockets and the Cavs play and setting some fictional numbers with his family. They thought the Rockets should be favored. Well, Houston's now a three-and-a-half-point underdog against Cleveland. So maybe you go with the Rockets, who have a very talented young core. We're not going to probably see Jabari Smith tonight, but Tari Eason has been great. Of course, Amen Thompson, who was the fourth overall pick in this summer's NBA draft, and Cam Whitmore who slid all the way to 20th overall. Maybe some personality issues. He's not the maybe most exciting guy out there. For whatever reason, he slid in the draft. But one thing is clear. Cam Whitmore can hoop. To score 20 or more points tonight is minus 176 on FanDuel. But let's find some plus money for the Summer League finale with a championship on the line. Cam Whitmore, 25 or more points, plus 182. That does it for this Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. We'll be back tomorrow on a Tuesday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens. Talk to you then.